Yeah. The Flathead's only local sports talk show, The Knock on Sports, 6 to 8 weeknights, only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, good friend of the show, great insider to everything Big Sky Conference, whether it be football, basketball, you name it, this man's got the inside knowledge to it. It is Colter Nuanez from Col- from Nuanez now on ESPN Missoula, as well as owner and operator of SkylineSportsMT.com. You can check him out there. So much great work, and he's been up to date with what's been going on with Montana State. Colter, it is great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you are doing well. Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. It's always uh, exciting to cover a coaching search that lets you reconnect with a lot of people from over the years. But uh, I'm also pretty glad it's over. My brother and I share a, a cell phone plan to our business, and then he was making fun of me earlier today. He sent me the statistics from the last five weeks. <laughs> He's like, he said, bro, you sent 3,155 text messages and talked on your phone for 1,400 minutes. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens during coaching search so i'm glad to not be burning up the phone lines but it was uh was fascinating to cover for sure uh, on the montana state end of this thing well i think now we got to see the comparison between adam schefter and you colter i, I got to see what those phone plans look like in those statistics my man <laughs> here's the best part about it though i think that when you do these coaching searches you get to re- you get to reconnect with so many guys that you've crossed paths with over the years and that's exceptionally fun and I think it's also just a great reminder of how much people in the state of Montana just love sports and they love the college teams. And so it does, it makes our jobs worth it because we know that, you know, people have a huge passion for this stuff, man. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool because even though it's a rural state, uh, people live and breathe this stuff. And it's, uh, it's definitely fun to be reminded of just how much passion people have for all of it. Colts, before we dive into the ins and outs of this coaching search, I got a lot of questions I want to ask you, but something that I was just opening up with on my show that I think we learned from Tom Brady once again, uh, besides the fact that he's the GOAT and besides the fact TB12 doesn't help with your alcohol consumption and ability to handle it, uh, is belief and mastering the things that you can control, which is preparation, execution, all those types of things. Obviously, Montana State has the aspirations. Montana does as well to win a national championship. I know you guys finished up a, a 25-part series with the national championship football team for the Montana Grizzlies. I believe it was 1995. So I want to get your thoughts on that. You know, looking at what Tom Brady's accomplished and as simple as just believing to win and also doing the little things that everybody can control. It's not so much a talent thing. Yeah, I, mean, I think that you have to respect the process and you have to enjoy the process. I thought it was interesting when Brett Vegan first addressed the Montana State team yesterday. They had a little Twitter video of it on the Montana State Bobcat football account. And he said, make no mistake, the, the expectations for us are to, to win national championships. And I think that that's good to set the bar high. But then I think that you can't only chase the ghost of a national championship. I think you have to chase winning the day every day. I think that's what Tom Brady does better than literally anybody in the history of pro sports. He loves the process. He loves the minutia of it all, the preparation of it all. And I think that one thing that's so interesting to me, I was, I was thinking about this today. I think that when you, you talk about individuals being leaders in team sports, I, I think most people would agree that the two sports that that's the most essential in are football and basketball. 
And I think that this year has been so weird and so uh, trying for all of us. I think that the fact that the two of the great leaders currently, but also in the history of pro sports in Tom Brady and LeBron James leading their teams to championships. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that those guys, they have the fortitude, they have the, the steadfast drive to be able to do it. And they also have the experience. And I think that that's what I took from the Super Bowl is that experience is such a, a crucial factor when you're on the biggest stage. And, that's where Tom Brady just outweighs everybody because he's got the experience, but he also just rededicates himself to the process of building the thing year after year after year. And I think that uh, we can all take a great example from that because it's been nothing short of uh, unbelievable to watch. Coulter, Brent Vegan is now the head coach at Montana State. Uh, what do you think about this hire? Well, I think that he checks a lot of the boxes that Montana State needs. He's an offensive-minded guy, but that runs a very run-heavy offense. And I think that'll be uh, a good uh, fit right away. I think that when you're making a hire like this, this is a very unique coaching search in the fact that usually when you have an FCS job open, it's because of two reasons. One, the guy who had it before got fired. Or two, the guy who had it before moved on, and if he moved on, there's a very high chance that he took some, if not all, of his staff with him. This is a situation that I've never seen before, where everybody in the organization is left, except for one guy, and that's Jeff Cho. So, when you're talking about how do you fill in for, um, how do you fill that spot, first of all, I think you can't replace Jeff Cho in terms of a lot of things he brought to the table. Mm -hmm. He's the single best coach I've seen at galvanizing an entire organization, anybody that was involved with Montana State on any level in any form or fashion, not just athletics, not just the football team, but period. If you were involved with Montana State, Choke wanted to inspire you to believe his vision. I think that's why he's so good with the media, because he wanted all of us to believe his vision too. And I think that his ability to talk, his ability to promote himself, and his ability to promote his program Honestly, it, it overshadowed some of the deficiencies within the program, but it also just made it a hell of a lot of fun to cover. And so, to replace a guy like that, I, I don't think that I, I don't think you're gonna. You're not gonna find a guy like that. That said, doesn't mean you can't find a guy who's a comparable, if not better, football coach. And so, I think they needed to find a guy who could do two things. You could you, you could have hired for the here and now, and maybe sacrifice the long term plan. You could have hired for a long-term plant and maybe sacrificed the here and now. And with Brett Vegan, I think they got the guy who can both win immediately and win long-term. He's got the background with more than 20 years at North Dakota State between his time as a player and a coach. He's been with Craig Bull for pretty much the duration of Bull's head coaching career. And Craig Bull's had unbelievable success at this level, at the FCS level of football. And uh, so you have that long-term uh, program that he knows, he already knows the formula to win at the highest level of the FCS. But then you also have the short-term benefits of Brent Vegan in the fact that, one, uh, he's, a, he's been an offensive coach for most of his career. He's been an offensive coordinator in the FBS for the last seven years. He's also put a high priority on a power run game, which is what Montana State's built to do right now. And he's also done a great job of developing quarterbacks. And that's been the thing that's been missing from Montana State under Jeff Joe during the Jeff Joe era. And make no mistake about it, I mean, Montana Montana State's program in general, and just the, the school, the city of Bozeman, all that, it's been a magnet for elite quarterback play for a really long time. I mean, from 
you know, all the way back to Kelly Bradley in the mid eighties when they won the national championship in 84, all the way through Travis Lulay and Denarius McGee and Dakota Prukop, some of the best players that have ever played the Big State Conference and the quarterbacks of Montana State. That hasn't been the case in the last four years. So I think Vegan checks that box as well with his ability to recruit and develop guys. I mean, he's put four quarterbacks in the NFL, the last four guys that he coached. When you talk about Brock Jensen and Easton Stick, Carson Wentz, and Josh Allen. So when you talk about guys that check the boxes in terms of winning immediately and winning in the long term, I think that uh, Vegan was a, a pretty sure bet. And I also think he's a very safe hire as well. I, I think that of all the ways that this could go, I really think that there's no real way that he could crater this thing. He, he's not an outside-the-box hire. He's not uh, some sort of splash hire. Instead, he's just a solid hire that I think they can will, will pay dividends both immediately and long-term for Montana State. Colton, let me get your thoughts on this. What do you think he's going to do with the coaching staff here? Obviously, he has to figure out what he's going to do uh, with the defensive coordinator spot since Ken Ione has left. Uh, I know there's been some reports already with his offensive coordinator, but what do you expect with this staff? Is the holdovers from the Jeff Cho staff going to stick around, or could he revamp this thing? Well, I think that there's a, a, they, there's the there's kind of the guys that are the Montana guys and the guys that are the choke guys. And I think those are two different things. I think that one of the biggest um, factors in Jeff Choate's success, particularly when it comes to in-state recruiting, is the presence of B.J. Robertson. Mm-hmm. B.J. Robertson's coached a variety of positions, but his real his number one role has been as the director of high school operations. And Choate made that role for him. It's a unique role to the Cacarys rivalry. But basically, B.J. is the liaison to be in contact with every high school coach in the state of Montana. And, I mean, the guy is so popular around the state of Montana, he could basically be the governor if he wanted to be. And so I think that he being in touch with all of those coaches and having the pipelines coming from, you know, every small town in the state, I think they would be foolish to not try to retain him in some form or fashion. I think that it would burn a lot of bridges in the state, and I think that it's an advantage that Montana State needs to maintain, no question about it. So I expect him to have an inside track and keep it in his position. Then you got the guys that played for the Bobcats, like Bobby Daly and Jimmy Beal, uh, I think that Beal is probably has an inside track because he's the recruiting coordinator as well, and you're going to want to continue to emphasize that, and you're, wanna, you're going to want to continue to keep the guys that you got coming in in that same scenario. I think he'll be the one that can organize all of that, plus he's an alum, and that helps a lot. And then Bobby Daly is a, an all-time great player for Montana State, so I think that that gives you a guy that has institutional knowledge. Brian Armstrong's the fourth Montana guy. You know, he's a He's from Montana. He played at Montana Western. And he's coached in the state forever. And uh, I think with the talent Montana State has coming back on the offensive line, I don't think you'd want to disrupt that apple cart. So I think that even just if it's just for a year initially, I think you got to keep Armstrong in the fold as well. Um, and then you have all the other guys that, that are maybe not not as strong of Montana ties. Or Kyle Reisinger, he's a guy that is kind of a choke guy. I don't really know where he goes. He's a secondary coach. Um, Justin Udy's never coached a game at Montana State. So where does he go from here? You know, Brett Beagle's an offensive guy, so does he want to keep a coordinator who's never coached at the Division One level? I mean, it would be really unfortunate for Udy if he loses his job. But also, I, just, I, I don't know how you really fit that in because you got a guy that's been an offensive play caller for the better part of 15 years and Vegan coming in, and, and there's a lot of reports out there that he's already hired an OC as well. So who knows what's going to happen with Udy. You have a uh, receiver's job open because Eric Frazier has gone on to the NFL. 
Uh, Nate Potter, who's the tight end coach, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for Nate because I don't know Nate well. He's only been there for one year. I've only interviewed him once. But he's a Boise State guy, and he's a choke guy. So if he made his way back to his alma mater or, you know, he gave up the, the uh, gave up the coaching gig altogether, I, I wouldn't surprise me. And so, and then Byron Howard is also a choke guy. He's a Boise State alum, and uh, he, he's got those strong choke ties. And I also think he's a high riser. I, won't, I actually won't be surprised if Byron Howard ends up back at his alma mater or uh, ends up somewhere uh, in, in Austin, Texas with Choate as well. But all that said, I think that they, they're in a good position because um, I think that Vegan, if he's got a guy that he thinks fits better or is a better hire, he can do it. But if he doesn't, if he maintains any of these guys, I mean, they were all big parts of Montana State going to the Final Four back in 2019. So I think it's a good position to be in. There could be some, some tough losers in it because it, it really would suck for guys to lose their jobs when uh, they didn't do anything to, to warrant uh, not being retained. But I do think if you're a vegan, you're in a good spot because you, you have quality coaches at your disposal. Right now we are with Coulter Nuanez, host of Nuanez Now on ESPN Missoula. Also uh, does great work on SkylineSportsMT.com. Coulter, let me get your thoughts here because this is going to be an interesting aspect. I, I think this is unique for a head coach in a way. Um, listen, Brent Vegan's got to beat the Grizz now. Jeff Choate did it four times in a row, didn't lose to him. Uh, at the same time, we know how important that game is because Jeff Choate did struggle early, but because he beat the Grizz, I feel like that kind of shelves some of the pressure because he beat the rival. Now, again, Brent Vegan, as you talked about, he can win, possibly win now. He's got a great roster to do so. But how important is it to obviously continue winning and how important is it to win and beat the Grizz in the first year? Oh, man, it's such an interesting question. This is such a hot-button issue for me because I understand the passion behind the rivalry. I don't want to demean the passion behind the rivalry. But I also think that it clouds overall expectations. Like, I think Jeff Choate was a good coach, and he did a good job at Montana State. I loved working with him. I admired Choate as a man about as much as anybody I've ever covered. Uh, the way that he teaches his players uh, to mature and become men and the way he mentors young men is, is very influential, and it was very impactful on me. I, I took a lot of things that Choke said to heart, and I think that you know he, he is a great leader in that element. That said, what would Choke's legacy be in the, in the state of Montana if he wouldn't have won the two games in Missoula in unlikely fashion like he did? I'm not sure, but I just don't know if he would have so much reverence behind an otherwise good but not great resume that he put together at Montana State. So I, I do think that there's a little bit of, of I don't want to say overrated, but particularly because on the Bobcat side of things, because Montana State lost 16 times in a row to Montana, and they've been fighting to get uh, balance of the rivalry back ever since. Well, the balance is there. I mean, in the last 18 matchups since the streak was snapped, it's 9-9. to nine. Over the last decade, it's 6-4 to four in Montana State's favor. So I do think that Montana State – as a whole, the narrative needs to change that they're no longer chasing the Grizz. In fact, the Grizz are chasing them. And who knows how long that lasts with Bobby Houck back at the helm. But as of right now, Montana State is superior to the University of Montana in pretty much every element, athletics and academics, all the way across the board. Look at enrollment, institutional momentum, uh, all of it. So I think that you know, prioritizing your number one accomplishment as beating the Grizz is it gets tenuous because here's the fact of the matter. Jeff Choate's the first Bobcat coach to move on and move up since Jim Sweeney in the late 1960s. All the rest of the coaches either 
retired or were fired. And so much of the reason the guys were let go is because they couldn't beat the Grizz. But that's pretty crazy to let go of a coach that won a national championship like Dave Arnold. It's pretty crazy to let go of the winningest coach in school history in Rob Ash, who, by the way, won three Big Sky titles, which is three more Big Sky titles than Jeff Choate, just because he couldn't beat the Grizz. I don't want to say just. Again, I don't want it to mean the rivalry. I understand it's a huge deal, and it's huge for more than just bragging rights. It's huge for institutional momentum. I mean, it's a huge recruiting tool for students in general, let alone in the scope of the recruiting game. But I just think that Montana State needs to get beyond the, the end-all, be-all being beating the Grizz. And I think that when Choate was there, that's why he was special, because he did get them beyond that. It was, it was, part, of, it was just part of the expectation rather than the primary goal. And so I do think that uh, Montana State's got a great team coming back. I think that uh, the next time the Grizz and the Cats play each other, it's going to be a war. I do know Montana desperately wants to beat Montana State, but I also think that we're, we're treading into muddy waters when, um, when coaches, the, 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 their entire body of work, their entire resumes, their entire programs are not put into full context just because we're fully prioritizing the rivalry game, above all, end all, be all. And I think it, it it gets sort of dangerous because then I think that you can have a lot of turmoil within the building and the momentum of your programs if you're firing guys just because they can or cannot beat the Grizz or the Cavs. Right now we are with Culture Nuanez, host of Nuanez Now, also owner and operator of SkylineSportsMT.com. Does great work, has much more, I'm sure, already up there on the website, getting ready for Brent Vegan, leading the Montana State football program. Culture, my final question for you is this, to have a little fun here at the end of a Wednesday night. I got to ask, would you have been nervous if Tom Brady threw you the Lombardi Trophy? <laughs> I think you, when you're around Tom Brady, you got to have that hyper-focus. <laughs> So I think I would have been told, would have been honed in. I, I would I would not want Tom Brady to be yelling at me, and I would not want to embarrass myself in front of the Golden Boys. So I think I would have been ready. I think I think I would have been ready with my hands ready to roll, and I would have definitely caught that thing. <laughs> great stuff, Colter. Really appreciate it as always, my man. You have a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.